and welcome to episode 57 of Friends of the Show. I am Stephen W. Skinner, and this is a podcast where I get to talk to some of the funniest people from Twitter. This week's friend is a very nice and funny writer, Maura Quint, at Behind Your Back on Twitter. We have a great chat about how she ended up co-founding Tax the Rich. We talk about her viral tweet about the Me Too movement, and we cap the whole thing off with some fun answers to a few great questions from our listeners like you. So I hope you enjoy Friends of the Show, episode 57, with at Behind Your Back, Maura Quint. I just tried to cross my legs and uh, with my foot yanked the headphones right out of my ears. Okay, I wasn't sure what just happened there. (laughs) I was like, did she fall off a cliff? That's a popular move these days. I know, but you know, I wouldn't want to upstage anyone else. It's it's you know, it's somebody else's thing. So now we're all good. We're ready to go. Volume sounds good. Levels are good. Great. Um, and then can you hear the theme? Well, there we go. We're doing a podcast. So this week's friend of the show is not only a cool journalist and writer and very great and important Twitter user, but also executive director of the Tax March, who not only has important things to say, but a great way of sparking important discussion and also does very funny jokes and is nice. It's at Behind Your Back, Maura Quint. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Please don't call me nice on air. That's going to like completely ruin all of my, like, you know, my cred, basically. Is that Uh, still a word? I don't even know. mm, (laughs) Is it? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. What is the new word for cred? Hmm. Look, this, I am not the person to be asking here. I'm completely out of every single loop. Uh, I can basically tell you if it's been memed to a point like that. That's about it. That's all I've got. That's all you know. But you're, yeah. you're, if I walk into okay. a high school right now, like I won't know what anyone's saying at all. That's true, and it is scary and how quick it changes. Like it, uh, you know, it could be something from like today that they're everyone's talking about, and you just have no idea. Yeah, it's pretty. It's it's pretty nuts I, out there. Meme culture. I don't. E- I don't know too much about it, but apparently TikTok. You got to be on that if you want to. Right. Yeah, I know nothing about that, and like and Twitch too. That's another one I keep seeing that I know oh, yeah. nothing about. And in fact, today I was having a conversation <laughs> in my group DM. So, you know, I'm cool like that. <laughs> You're on certain but, channels, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they were talking about what, like, YouTube videos they like to watch. And I don't watch YouTube videos at all. And I felt completely like, oh, okay, that's it. Now I'm just officially old. I live in Florida now. I <laughs> can't see above the steering wheel. Uh, I'm upset that my grandkids don't call more, but also I'm kind of annoyed when they do because, you know, I don't really like them that much. Like, that's my life now. That's where yeah. I am, apparently. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it is pretty wild, though. Uh, Twitch is for gamers, so mm. that's a part of it. And then uh, TikTok is just – I was reading something about it, and it's just, like, lip syncing. It's, like, a little, few categories of videos, but it's, like, all dominated by the algorithm. Like, it's not the same – timeline 
like set up like the other ones are. It's just like this is what you see on TikTok. It's these things, depending on oh. like what uh, you click, like hashtags you can click on and stuff. Maybe I need to like maybe I need to join TikTok. Maybe I need to make that a thing. In my conversation today, I, they were telling me that like because there are people they watch like these YouTube vids of like people doing completely normal stuff, like like these normal healthy people and they watch YouTube vids of like people unpacking groceries, I guess. <laughs> okay. And so when I heard that, I was like, all right, well, I think this is a market that I should delve into. And I've decided that, uh, my thing is going to be, uh, purchasing different ice cube trays okay. and, uh, testing and reviewing the ice. <laughs> I think that's it. That's going to be my thing. Buddy, yeah, I think you're on to something. Ice cube tray channel. And I'm going to speak in like kind of an ASMR kind of like soft sort of oh, voice. Yeah, and that's going to be so good. When you crack that ice. ice. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like, I think this, I think it's going to blow up actually. I probably, you're lucky that you're speaking to me now because clearly Pre I'm not going to time. Everyone like calling this, you the ice cube lady. <laughs> that's right. Like I, you would not be able to get on my radar. And I don't know how long it takes. Things are quick now. Like what? A half a day? Yeah, Something like that. Like, you knew Mara yeah. before she made ice? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> well, I would definitely like and subscribe. And I'm sure a lot of our <laughs> listeners would too. Right? We got a lot of Mora heads out there. <laughs> Tune in. Oh, God. Oh, don't don't Jimmy Buffett me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is funny. I was like uh, looking you up, which is weird, right? Like, but for the podcast, yeah. I had to get some links, right, to put in the show notes. So, um, I linked to some of your articles here on Thrillist. Is that you writing? Some? Oh gosh, yeah. Is that a those while? Are not, that those aren't the like articles I would post. Those are um, those are like ads. <laughs> yeah, those are all like sponsored. Uh, post. What those are is uh, I have uh, I know an editor there and sometimes he will throw me one of those because they pay well. Oh, I got <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the yeah. uh, <laughs> the the pay the pay ones. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's definitely not the important to... ones. Like I was mentioning top of the show. Those are more like what you're working on now. Right. 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 Yes. I that's kind of mortifying that more that thrillist came up but yeah that is me <laughs> yeah it, yeah it did came up it's sort of weird i wanted to talk to you about like you know because you're sort of you're a verified twitter user you're you know out there journalist writer and all that so people are googling you and it's interesting to see what the other th- th- comes up you know <laughs> the uh the, the uh, fill in the autofill so quotes is the top one so everyone wants to get oh, your, your quotes that's nice okay i like that so that's good and then twitter obviously this is the very sure. top wikipedia bio new yorker age everyone wants to know mm-hmm. <laughs> that's interesting and then sure. uh behind your back that's your twitter handle of course and then the very mm-hmm. bottom one is husband mm-hmm. everyone wants to know complicated yeah so uh, <laughs> that's okay i was just um I, I realized the other day that like no one has ever asked me uh for a picture of my feet which is how i know that i'm not actually famous at all in any way like i'm not i'm nothing what? i don't exist the moment someone asks me for a picture of my feet i'll be like oh i'm i'm a i'm a thing now i'm a person okay <laughs> okay and would you do that would you send that's the feet picture sure. you're gonna send it um you know Depending on who it was. In that moment, (laughs) frankly, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't, my feet are not special. They're not interesting. But at the same time, if that's what somebody likes, you know, more, more power to them. Yeah. Especially if they hit the jackpot and got that very rare pre ice cube lady more (laughs) feet pick. 
Honestly, everyone listening should clearly be just hitting me up for, for feet right now. This is this is definitely going to be a thing. You're going to know your pre and post uh, this episode posting by the number of feet pick DMs that you get. What have I done? This is terrible. No, Can we start it's, over? No, it's the podcast audience. They're, they're oh, wild for the feet yeah. picks. This, and I am this, I, I'm interested in it. I know people who sell, who sell the picks, sell the feet picks. Like, why not? Good Do hustle. Is that a thing? Like you can sell feed picks? Oh yeah, for sure. Those people who DM and want the feed picks, uh, they're willing to pay, especially if you know they want the yours specifically. What is the market like? What do you would? Uh, oh, I don't know. It varies depending on you know who the uh, patron is, right? So you get these patrons who are you know the feed pick requesters, uh, and I don't know how you get hooked up with them, but maybe they just reach out and DM you, or there's certain sites you can go through but uh yeah you get hooked up with one of these guys they want the feet you have the feet you take the pictures of the feet there's a transactional uh, part of it and then everyone's happy steven see you know the... a little too much about this process i, I mean what, look, i'm I not gonna blow the... up your whole spot here but like that no I, yeah yeah i do seem to know a lot about it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's okay nothing to be ashamed of we don't kink shame here you you do what you want to do yeah i think my feet are fine uh <laughs> good, good enough looking maybe i should just throw some throw some samplers out there <laughs> just a few instagram pics with just like the top of my ankle showing maybe we call that toe fishing yeah <laughs> toe fishing <laughs> i'm gonna get into it what was i gonna say oh so what uh what other important pieces have uh, uh came up on my twitter search oh the your viral twitter thread about men not assaulting you came yeah up. Uh, i think like, that's the thing i'll be known for for now at least so it was a of of course on twitter viral twitter thread um and so there was an article written about this twitter thread i guess it was you know wildly popular went viral and tell us tell us tell us the listeners a little bit about it um it was just uh it was in response to everything that was going on with the Kavanaugh hearings and um and people sharing their stories of being assaulted and uh and it it was really ultimately just sort of in response to kind of some of the victim blaming was kind of happening in terms of you know like oh if you get drunk or oh if you're you know wearing a short skirt and all that sort of thing but um so I, I just was tweeting out times where I was in possibly um, compromised situations uh, with men who were attracted to me and interested in me and who then, you know, just acted like human beings. And so when they sensed that this wasn't going to happen, they said, OK, it's not going to happen. Uh, and they did not assault me. And the point of doing that was because I was really starting to um, feel like people were sort of just kind of accepting that like men can't help themselves and this is just what they do and you should know that all the time. And, uh, and I think that that's kind of, that's really very harmful. Uh, of course men can make a choice. (laughs) They're humans and they, they can behave responsibly as well. It's the fact that there are individuals who don't and we need to call them out as these like these people who have made these particularly terrible choices or are acting on um, evil impulses and we shouldn't normalize what they're doing because to normalize it is to sort of be like well you know boys will be boys what can you do and uh that's bullshit (laughs) that's just absolute bullshit yeah, there was a lot of that. <clears throat> boys for be boy, boys will be boys or whatever that in the Kavanaugh hearings, like this sort of when it reached its like fever pitch, 
um, like with the testimony, right, of, of the doctor. And it's it's so such a tricky situation. But I think that um, what your uh, thread here did was allow people to, you know, open up a new side of the discussion, maybe, right, like to, to spread the focus. So it's not just about that. Yeah, that that was I mean, look, the the thread I had no expectation of writing a viral thread at the time. I was like drinking with a friend. Uh, we were like on, you know, like a quote unquote, it was, uh, you know, she and I both have kids and the two of us just took our kids to this cabin in the woods and the kids were asleep and we were like chugging vodka and wine and just talking about all this shit. And I got all riled up and I just started tweeting. So it's really actually like a, a wonder that the thread was actually legible in any way. <laughs> but, you know, I was just sort of, uh, I was just, fired up and uh and it really spoke to people and i think it spoke to people because it just it's something very obvious but it just wasn't being said so i think a lot of people felt like yes right that which was it was nice to see and the responses that i got from it were really really interesting and i heard from i heard from some young men who were like going to college and stuff saying i mean like I, i heard from one young man who was like thank you so much because i was starting to feel like i was the weirdo for not assaulting women like this must be what guys do and like it was just nice to be grounded in the fact that no that's this isn't what (laughs) guys do this is what like monsters do but also uh, that's crazy that it's so sort of like indoctrinated in certain segments of societies including like you know the masculine extra masculine parts of it that's just like you could have second thoughts about it or like you know oh is it normal to do act like that because that's clearly that's how it's progressed to this level right where we have to have it out in the the open with discussions about it and stuff like that so i don't know yeah it was pretty crazy but um but it was really interesting Uh, i was really touched to sort of be a part of that conversation for like in a minuscule minuscule way for a tiny second a lot of people were very um, like, you know, what I wrote when it was what I wrote, but the replies, people were very, like, very vulnerable and very open and very honest. And, um, those were really, yeah, that's the thing. That's what makes it go viral. Like everyone sharing their little piece. And that's what makes, you know, that the thread and people looking at the thread, looking at the replies in the comments. So I bet, um, yeah, it's, it's a great way to yeah increase the discussion and get maybe cathartic for some of those people to like share that and get it out there and hear from other people and connect with people who've had similar experiences. Uh, I think you did a good job out there in the cabin in the woods. Ah, thanks. Well, you know, what do they say? Alcohol always leads to great things. Everyone should drink more. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, except for terrible wine coolers, which you mentioned in the thread. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. When you're young, what do you know? You know, that's what you can get. That's what you can tolerate. Always start with the wine coolers. Mm -hmm. Maybe a Mike's hard. (laughs) Mm. Those are the high-end ones. I think we we were like more on the like the, you know, off-brand kind of like definitely there was like strawberry kiwi involved, that sort of thing. (laughs) Yeah, that super fake (laughs) strawberry flavor. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if it could be like a slushy at Dunkin' Donuts, then it's probably like also a wine cooler that I consumed. Oh, there was one other article that I found about you here on the old internet. Ooh. And uh, I love how they call you a woman in the headline. Mm. Sure, (laughs) Uh, that's a true statement, I suppose. Yeah, Twitter gave a woman three very different responses after she reported the same dick pic. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I mean that was just something people kind of picked up on, but um but it, you know, Twitter is obviously such a weird lawless sort of place where there's just complete like arbitrary 
enforcement of rules that kind of exist sometimes. It's a very, like, very ridiculous, ridiculous place. And everyone always comments on that. And it's frustrating. And we see it all the time. And we know it's happening. But my experience, I think, was just sort of very, like, clearly defining that in a very obvious way. Because, mm. yeah, I had I had one random weirdo who was just was like was tweeting this dick pic at me and then I'd block him and then he created another account like the same name but with one number off like I'd do the same thing the classic move and, right and he did it three times and I reported it each time in the exact same way and I got these like three notifications from Twitter one being like thank you so much you you know we we we've looked into it and you're right and that user has been suspended and the next was just like uh, you know, thank you so much. Uh, unfortunately, we, we they, nothing has, uh, whatever, Violate, like, they, they, they haven't the done anything rule. wrong, yeah. and perhaps you should just mute or block the person. And then I think the third was like, oh, thanks, we'll look into it. We don't know. But so it was like, in real time, three exactly same scenarios, and I got completely, completely different responses. So it was very indicative of exactly how arbitrary uh, any sort of enforcement is on the site. Yeah, it is incredibly arbitrary. We've all seen like friends or people we know get banned or whatever about some innocuous tweet, but then real hateful people are like threatening death to, you know, people of color and minorities and stuff. And it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe there should be a better system. Yeah, yeah, they definitely have not figured it out. And they, um, I mean, it's very frustrating in a million ways, but. Yeah, I think it's, it's just it's, because it's so ongoing. Like it's been. A problem. Well, it's ongoing, and, and they don't even like they. Do, they're not honest about it at all, ever. And I think that this is like a, a thing that uh, we see just sort of like across the board in any sort of institution right now. There's such an awareness of being lied to. Like we're being lied to all the time by so many different individuals and organizations and and uh, heads of things, and it's infuriating. It's like, it's, it's, I understand, I suppose, the impulse to be like, well, you know, we'll just tell them this and that'll be fine. Uh, and there might have even been a time like where that kind of worked. Yeah, but, it's always worked a little bit. Yeah, to some extent. But like, it, it, there's just, we're, we're so inundated and we have such an ability to call it out and to find others and to like reinforce the, these notions and to, to communicate with one another and share experiences and compare experiences because, you know, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of that sort of self doubt, that sort of gaslighting sort of, well, they said it's this and I don't feel like it is, but what do I know? Maybe they're right. I don't know. Like you can't internalize that, but social media makes it so easy to be like, Oh really? They told you this. Yeah. They told me that too. Like, yeah, it's both like, you can kind of build up your strength to uh, to combat the lies. And so that has changed among like people, but the institutions <laughs> haven't changed. They have not like decided, well, maybe we should just start being honest and being a little like being more transparent. They're not doing that at all. So there's a lot of anger and frustration. Yeah, uh, the, their main of, thing is the status quo. <laughs> which status quo. Keep it going, big, right? It's easy. How do people make money off of it, you know? It's, it's so easy to just keep it going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not working anymore. So no, and the move. internet is really uh, messing <laughs> messing all the status quo stuff up, right? Like certain industries are getting heavily disrupted and certain ones have been able to like stave it off a little bit and extend their life by ad adapting a little bit. But then other industries won't be able to. Oh, it's very interesting what's going to happen. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely like we're, we're very much <clears throat> in flux. And it's, it's a little 
it's interesting, uh, but it's interesting in that sort of like Chinese proverb, may you live in, or <laughs> Chinese curse, may you live in interesting times kind of interesting. Like, oh, exactly. That's <laughs> not something you actually really want to be a part of per se, but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we're, we're definitely in flux uh, and things could get better. We have, we have the ability and capacity to make things better, especially now that we are starting, starting to identify some of these problems. And we, we have certainly not spoken all of them culturally at all, uh, but we're like, we're, we're tiptoeing in to calling these things out by name. And that is a, a really important step to then making changes. So, you know, fingers crossed, that's the way we're moving, but who knows? <laughs> it, could, it could go the other way too. We could all just adjust to the new normal and, uh, and, and become complacent in some new horror you know, oh, either way. Jeez, we get so, uh, we adjust so quickly. That's what we're good at. <laughs> like we just get yeah. used to it. So, things so quickly that yeah. it's just like, oh yeah, this is just the, how it is now. This is how it is. It's fine. <laughs> right. Well, is right. it? <laughs> is it fine? We'll know in 200 years. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't wait to, to look back on that. Cause you know, I know we're just on the brink of like living forever. Right. So I'm figuring I'm still young enough to get it in the game on that once they discover yeah. uh, immortality. Yeah, what was – yeah, that one guy, he's made the prediction, right? That AI guy. Uh, right. <laughs> and it's – yeah, it's, it's like 2030-something. Yeah, it's pretty Something close. Like that. We'll be around. We'll get plugged into the Matrix. Man, I hope not. Gosh, I just cannot wait for like oblivion. It sounds so restful and wonderful. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Which color pill is that? <laughs> I mean, I'll take them all. One of them will work. <laughs> just a handful. You just grab yeah. both pills from Morpheus. Hey. Red pill, blue pill. Well, I don't know. Nobody talks about purple pilling or maybe they do. I don't know. I don't go on all the Reddit threads, but like <laughs> I don't know what happens if you mix them together. You don't go on the Reddit threads. What threads do you go on? What are your main sources what are your websites what are your top www.earls well like actually it was funny on my phone the other day occasionally i don't know if they I, I guess this is like the thing that iphones do it like suggested to me what to go on like based on your location <laughs> you want to go on this and i was like every time no matter where i am my phone is like based on your location you want to go on Twitter. Like, that was just it. Like the world. I was like, yeah, I get it. Okay. You don't have to base it on yeah. location. Obviously that's where I spend most of my time. Thank you phone. You're really smart. That's weird. Really so it's like hot spots where you have checked Twitter before. It's like, Hey, listen, uh, when you're here, we know you like to check Twitter. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess that's helpful for people who are like, Oh, every time they're in this area, they have to look up a direction or something like, so it's like, Oh, and you've been here before you found this map. Oh, okay. I, I suppose that yeah. maybe that's doing that for other people. Definitely. But for me, it's just reminding me that I have an addiction to this terrible and I should right. probably see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was um, made very plain to me with some of these uh, new advances with the iPhone, such as the screen time report. I don't know if you subscribe to Ooh. the weekly screen no. time report. <laughs> but no, I is, don't want to know uh, that. It is eye-opening. <laughs> so, but I think it's good because, you know, it, for sure it, like, h- helps me be like, okay – that was a bit much this week. I can cut it back. Um, and then, you know, it's it's like a, yeah, it's like a learning thing, you know, like I didn't realize that it was that many hours or that many, like tells you how many times you pick up your phone or whatever. It's like, wow, those stats, it's like, uh, you know, the pedometer that's just running in the background. You're like, you can check it. You're like, Oh, it was yeah. 15,000 steps. Yeah. That's pretty good. 
Or like that's, that's why the I, problem is I'd probably use it as like a competitive thing. Like, oh, I, I did it, you know, seventy hours this week. Oh, I can't beat that. Let's go. Here we go. Come on. I'm gonna hit a hundred. No problem. It's like it's late Sunday night. You're like, she's like, go to bed, mom. I'm go to bed. You're like, no, I, I have to beat last week's record. Got to get in my internet steps. Yeah. Got to get them in. So, uh, which so Twitter obviously number one website. You do it. Mm-hmm. You, know, you use it the most. What are your B ones? You got an Instagram? Taking some photographs. I have an Instagram. I don't go on Instagram much. Uh, I try to use it like just to sort of post things sometimes for myself. But I, I actually, I tend to avoid Instagram because it it tends to like it bums me out a lot. So mm. I just try to stay away from it. It's like it's just everybody's beautiful and doing something wonderful and like they're just their lives look gorgeous all the time and everybody has like a perfect shot with their baby or they're we're just in France or like look how beautiful they look in this dress or whatever I don't know it's just like every time I'm on I'm like yeah okay great everybody is fantastic and I am uh, a disgusting ugly boring old hag but like that's fine no good for them good for them though like I, it's too much so i mm. i try to avoid it yeah because it seems to be the more popular thing now and i think the, i know what that's happened the was I, like, go on it i try to be like stories part of the world so yeah i've stories. never even done the stories exactly so stories are the new thing that's what's taking over that's what everyone's watching and it's sort of like what snapchat used to be or i guess it's still is snapchat's still around but basically nobody uses it unless they come up with a cool filter <laughs> um and everyone's on instagram but everyone's still doing the stories so it's like a bunch of little videos and pictures and they're all edited with like texts and filters and overlays and stuff to like so it's more of like a for some people, it's like everything they do, <laughs> you know, is on their story. Right. So you follow their like lives. So that's sort of the difference. It used to be just, yes, pictures of beautiful people and people on vacation, like a lot of beach shots. But now it's mm-hmm. more of sort of like the everyday, sort of more like live Facebook status updates, but pictures and text. So what you're telling me is I should utilize this for my new Ice Cube reviewing. You got to uh, be on Instagram well. if you're going to be anything in the Ice Cube game. <laughs> okay. This is good to know. Thank you. I'm taking notes here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking notes too because I'm not – I wasn't really big in Instagram <laughs> either, but I've sort of recently sort of uh, started using it a little bit more and it is uh, – it, it, it's good, you know. Follow the right people. Watch the right stories. Uh, it's nice. Do you follow people you know or do you follow like celebrities and stuff? Yeah, mostly people that I know. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, so not too many celebrities, but I know my wife follows some <laughs> some celebrities just for for the fun of it, like uh, Reese Witherspoon. Entertainment, It's always sure. nice to know what Reese Witherspoon's up to. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Big Little Lies on HBO, coming soon. Are you getting paid for that? Because <clears throat> you should totally get paid for that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to start slipping these ads in and then ask for it in retro. I think that works. Yeah, they definitely hand that over. Yeah, it works, right? It's like a post, post, mm-hmm. post contract. We're like, yeah, we noticed a huge <laughs> spike after the episode dropped. You should just just send them a bill. Like, if you just send it to accounting and just like per the agreed upon like advertisement, okay. this much time was devoted, and then just send it to accounting. And I feel as though that's like a fifty fifty chance they might just pay it. I mean, why not? So th- that's something <laughs> that I was wondering about. So for you, you're like a writer. You've been published, right? You're a published writer. You you've made a, your own invoices, have you? Send, yeah, lots. Right? Yeah, yeah. you send yeah. invoices, you click open up Word or whatever, and like it's whatever your LLC, you have an LLC or something? Or a, uh, I had to of, get an EIN for EIN. one of one client that I did, but uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So I've done I, all I those always, sort of things, but that's all kind of due to me. I always was like salaried employee and, oh. you know, I just filled out my W-2 and that was it. So this whole world, I was like, oh gosh, like staying more, on um, top of who you have to bill and, and for how much and when is its own job. Yeah. The admin of it, the, uh, mm-hmm. the businessy side, it's like way more involved when you're doing it for yourself. You got to yeah. type it up. You got to mail the person. You got to hound them when they don't pay. That's the biggest part. Yeah. You have to stay on top of who hasn't paid you and then like politely but annoyingly be like, um, so I'm so sorry. I thought I, you said, um, I am just, uh, if you could maybe just pay me, that would be great. Like this is Jeff calling on behalf of Mora. We're just looking for payment real soon on that invoice. I have never faked a voice, but I like where this is going this is this is good. This is again. I, I am available. <laughs> taking notes. Yeah, I know. Do how much do I have to give you? Like ten percent or what's the deal? Oh like an yeah, agent? we'll work something out. <laughs> I'll do. Figure out how much is worth to you after. <laughs> so yeah. my post my oh, post no, billing I'm gonna system. Bill. <laughs> I'm gonna get a bill just for getting this idea right now. I understand. <laughs> I'm typing up the invoice, trying to figure out a cool <laughs> name for my company. Hmm. Well, I. Um, now all I'm just thinking of Skinner puns. So like I'm not even going to – I'm sure you've heard them all. So I'm not going to go down that route. But, yeah, um, yeah, a lot of great Skinner puns. Um, your name is a good pun. I like to, to think of it as uh, everyone's something saying Mora. Like more this, more that. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Do you ever get that? No? <laughs> not really. No, no. I don't actually get much anymore. Like I, I, got, I used to get Tamara a bit. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. A bit. But not really so much. I don't know. No one talks to me, so it's like hard to hear the puns. Maybe they're making them about me, but I'm not actually hearing them. Right, right, It's right. very possible, yeah. So, well, let's get into it. You're a bit of a muckraker. You're doing activism. I've raked a bit of muck in my day. You're raking the muck, and you're the executive director of Tax March. Everyone knows yes. what that is, right? But for the <laughs> listeners who don't, maybe you could tell us. Well, uh, back in 2017, uh, right after Trump got elected, of course, there was the Women's March on uh, Washington, which was this massive, massive protest and march across the country that took place in different places. Um, And the day of or the day after the Women's March, um, a comedian that I know, Frank Lesser, uh, tweeted out that the next March should be on April 15th to demand Donald Trump release his tax returns. I retweeted that tweet. <laughs> that, was my, that was my big contribution like, here. It's a good in, idea. Yeah, but in doing so, I watched it blow up and I watched everyone be like, hey, that's a good idea. And uh, and people got really into it and they started setting up their own like Facebook event pages and, uh, and fully throwing themselves in. And um, I reached out to Frank and asked him, you know, I, because everyone was going to him being like, you should organize this. So I said, do you need help? Because I've done a lot of, you know, event and nonprofit. So like, and is there anything I can do? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. Like I do need help. And he pulled me in and, uh, just sort of volunteering. I just did that fully voluntarily through, uh, the April 15th marches, which took place in over a hundred cities across the country. And, um, we had over 125,000 people on the streets. Um, demanding Trump's tax returns, which was amazing. And then, you know, there's this thing where it's like, all right, you spent all this time and you did this. Now what? Mm-hmm. Does this does this go somewhere or are you done? Is that all you're doing? 
And, you know, we thought about it a lot and, uh, and we spent some time and we looked around and, um, one of the things, like I've spent a lot of time in nonprofits and, uh, I feel like one of my executive directors that I worked with, she used to complain all the time about vanity charities. Like someone is just like, I want to lead a nonprofit. And so they like, they're like, I'm going to fight cancer and it's going to be, you know, Mars angels. I don't know, whatever. Like, and I'm just going to raise money and it's all going to go to like cancer research. And, uh, and there's a frustration because it's like, well, a ton of people are already doing it. Couldn't you just, couldn't you just lend your efforts to what they're already doing and strengthen those efforts rather than trying to like divert? I mean, it's, it's not bad to have more than one, but like there are points where it's just like, you're not actually helping now. You, You should really find something that exists and like lean in on that. So I was very like, uh, cognizant of that. And, um, and was really kind of looking like, Oh, can we like merge this into something that exists? And, uh, and in trying to figure that out, I recognize that there, we, I shouldn't say I, but, uh, we recognize that there, there really wasn't, there was not really a, a group that was solely focused on tax fairness um, and and focusing on like grassroots efforts. There were certainly organizations that like were wonky and policy based. Like Americans for Tax Fairness is a fantastic organization. They put out great information, but they weren't working with people on the ground. They mm. they didn't talk to you know organizers and activists. So More like a think tank. Yeah, they they're they're much more um, they're policy based and um, and we work with them all the time. Um, but they, they had their lane that they were in. And so looking at like, all right, who is speaking to people on the ground in communities across the country? That's where there didn't seem to be anyone, not who was doing it regularly. Like people would delve into taxes sometimes, but it was not their primary issue. So we decided like, all right, well, that's what we'll do. We will, we will merge this into, um, into like talking about taxes and tax fairness. And, you know, what we, found very quickly. I mean, I don't have any sort of background in this per se. I was learning as I went. And the more I learned, the angrier I got, um, (laughs) which tends to happen. And what I was finding was that like, there are so many people across the country uh, who were like, fully devoted to to activism, and social change and economic justice, like and, and racial economic justice. And they were very aware and very thoughtful about it. But when you go to the segment of just taxes, there's a, a much smaller chunk of people who feel like they can talk about it because the idea of our tax system seems so like unwieldy and complicated that it like a lot of people just kind of avoid it. Mm. Like they'd rather not talk about it because they feel like they don't know enough to talk about it. Yeah. So they feel like unqualified to speak. And, you know, unfortunately, that has never once bothered the people actually making policy. They've never worried that they were unqualified to be doing this. They just sort of dive right in. And so, you know, our mission has been to kind of just inform people and give them tools to be able to feel confident in speaking because most people already know. They know what's wrong and they know what needs to happen. They just didn't have like a place to take that. So, you know, we are trying to basically empower people to speak about these issues and to speak out about things that they already know to be, to be unfair and to be wrong and things that need to change. 
Um, so we've been doing that for the last two years. Uh, we have worked with a ton of organizers across the country on a lot of different efforts. Uh, we put in a lot of work fighting against the GOP tax scam tax bill um, that happened in the end of 2017. And we recently launched uh, our new initiative, which is the Tax the Rich campaign. Yeah, uh, Tax the Rich! That's right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, that's 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 really it. Like we we decided, you know, in kind of looking at that, um, we did a bunch of polling and we found that people across the country, regardless of their political affiliation, believe that we should be taxing the rich more. Like it was like 90 percent of Democrats. I want to say 70 percent of independents and like 60 percent of Republicans, which means the vast majority of Americans. It's a lot believe that we should be taxing the rich, and yet politicians are doing the opposite. Mm. So um, we want to to give a voice to all of the people who know what needs to be done, and uh, and we may want to make it a priority so that, you know, politicians in D.C. actually have to start listening. They can't just avoid or um, or make worse this issue. They have to actually address it, and they actually have to, to create some positive change. So that's what we've been doing. Wow, that is so great. <laughs> and I applaud your efforts. You very great work. Uh, keep it up. I'm up here in Canada and I'm just like, yeah, do that. Because what's going on is not great. And this is a key part of it. It started off with the, the tax forms, but then that opened up the door with their whole tax scam. And like whenever I see any stats on it, it's just mind blowing. Like what they cut versus a t- single tax break for a single corporation or a single like percentage of Americans. But, like if you just by 0.01 on half a percent of like the richest people, you could like solve your Medicaid and pay for all these other things. Like it's just, it's, it's pretty insane. It is insane. And we have so many fantastic people uh, and organizations advocating for really incredible change and uh, many have been doing so. I mean, like, we, we look at this sort of progress or this, like, wave that we had um, in 2018 when we had all of these, like, new people uh, elected into the House, uh, many of whom are, like, finally willing to speak out about stuff. And they are fantastic. Um, and there are also these activists and organizations who have been around for decades and decades and decades. This is not a new thing for them. They've been pushing this stuff for a really long time. And, and the things that they are working towards, a lot of them are, you know, will need to be funded. And so, you know, one way to fund them is to tax the rich. When we have an increase uh, taxing the rich, we can do more things to help more people. So um, it's like, it's just, it's really a no brainer. It's just really no-brainer. a very, very simple thing. <clears throat> so simple, so obvious. And mm-hmm. those people who are writing those history books 100 years from now or whatever, they're going to recognize it. And they're like, oh, of course they uh, they ended up with the old fair tax plan eventually. Eventually, yeah. I mean, you know, this is the two paths diverged in the woods place. Like we're either going <clears throat> to begin to fix some of these systems or recreate, I should even say, some of these systems because – I don't know. Yeah. Fixing them implies that they were ever like really working. Like <laughs> been, <laughs> been happening, yeah. Since yeah, like days of like, yore. Yeah, we're not in a make America great again <laughs> place. We're in like a let's create a great America. There's place. that status like, quo that comes and gets you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, we also could just like go the route of of completely like uh, really making 
those gaps between uh, the wealthy and the non-wealthy grow and grow and grow until there's, uh, I guess, just sort of mass death and misery or an uprising or, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, maybe that. <clears throat> I guess that's... Yeah, that sounds fun. and I would love to see, But, you know, like that's really, that's just, we're just in the pocket of big guillotine there, really. Like that's, that's just sort of its own capitalist endeavor. Well, you know, we I'd don't like know because, it. you know, we are at that part of the cycle where the empire's going to crumble. But are we in a enough of a global society now that that's maybe not going to happen? We can break the cycle. I don't know. There's a lot of uh, X factors currently. So I don't know either. And what? it's certainly not, um, you know, it's not contained to the U.S. Like, uh, no. Uh, I kind of wish it were of a sort, but it's not. <laughs> it's definitely global. And, yeah. uh, you know, and that's what you're saying, uh, the old in- interesting times dilemma. Right. A little right. too interesting. I mean, there's a lot to be said about uh, Trudeau yeah. as well. And, oh, like, yeah. It's not, it's not ideal there either. It's not so, great. Yeah. We've touched on him, but not a lot of, um, I guess, guests are too uh, up on you know, the Canadian politics scene. But, uh, yeah, mostly when you hear about it, it's bad. <laughs> so I'm guessing you're hearing the bad, all the bad things. Oh, I mean, I, look, I can't pretend that I am well informed about Canadian. I'm sorry. I I can sing all of O Canada if that's helpful. Oh, but, and en français as well? Oh, no. Terre de nos aïeux. I'm not going to keep going. I have to learn it. <laughs> yeah, no, you got to learn the I'm French like, version. It's so fun. It we, didn't even occur to me, but like, of course there's a French version. Of course version, there's a French I've version. I've never even heard it. We got that of everything. <laughs> Right, right. Of course. Yeah. So, oh, so what are the what's the main problem that uh, Trudeau's doing? The pipeline? That was that's a bad one. Oh, I don't I don't know what the main problem oh, is. I like I don't follow it that closely. Uh-huh. I and I I know obviously. Well, I shouldn't say obviously. I can understand the argument certainly that most people might make, which is that Trudeau is vastly better than so certainly what we have here, and I would also agree with that. But um, but you know. Uh, Different there's, light, a of, different there's a lot levels. of neoliberalism <laughs> there as well, and exactly. neoliberalism is not going to get us anywhere good. You know, yeah, there's there's problems all over, so hopefully maybe by the time this podcast drops, they'll all be solved. Sure, yeah. You're holding out on what, like 40, 50 years before this one's like uh, airing? or what's I the can deal? hold on to this if necessary. <laughs> I can bottle it. <laughs> it's okay. We're all going to live forever now, so it's fine. Putting like it in the vault, we'll folks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But then when you crack it open in the, the utopian future, it'll be a great lesson. Right. It'll be a fun, like, oh, remember when everything was terrible? Ha, ha, ha. What rubes. Yeah. More grapes, Horatio. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So we did it. We've talked all the things. And now we get to the questions from Twitter. Oh, my. Bum, bum, bum. So thank you to everyone who sent a question to at FOTS pod on Twitter. Be sure to send a question to a future guest because it's fun. And the first question comes to us from Todd Papi Carlos. I'm talking about at the Todd Williams, friend of the show, great bass player, huge rock <laughs> star up here in Canada. Very hilarious on Twitter and everyone should be following uh, at the Todd Williams. Definitely. I, mean, I agree. I've met him. He's legit. Ooh. He is legit. Like legitimately a person or legitimately like a person, a human here? person, a very incredibly nice, uh, funny. Todd, not a bot. That's what he can Not a do. bot. You heard it here. <laughs> Prove me wrong. All right. 
So, he, oh, Todd has asked questions three. So let's mm. let's take these one at a time. Question number the first. Why are people so stupid? This is open to interpretation. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, well, because that is how God made us. Um, I, I think mostly we just, we probably like have all been dropped as children. So it's like we had nowhere to go from there. Oh, the old drop theory. I know I've dropped a baby. <laughs> Who hasn't dropped a baby? I'm kidding. I haven't dropped a baby. You can trust me with your babies. I don't think that you can't trust someone who's dropped a baby. I mean, they're they're going to work a lot harder to not drop the next one, right? I guess like, that's, that's true. Post-baby that's... drop people are probably the best people to they're give a baby. They're the safest people to hand your baby to. But the I moment that one baby hits the floor, you once. hand them the other one. <laughs> so the old baby drop theory, I guess. Yeah, yeah I'm maybe. Go with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Question number two from Todd. Do you have any felony convictions? Not that I know of. Not in this country. Oh, slightly evasive and interesting answer. <laughs> Just want to keep you coming back. Wait, but which country are we talking about? <laughs> Canada or the U.S.? Because we're in each right now. Ooh, uh, this uh, is an international call. Mm. Uh, yeah, you know, there are a lot of countries in the world. I'm not going to limit it just here to North America. That would be <laughs> elitist and exclusionary. Uh, there, there are lots of options here. I have a passport. I've been places. Ooh, could be anywhere. Maybe, Todd, you need to follow up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the final question from Todd is, cat or dog? How long does this show go? I'm just going to have to think about this one for a really long time. You're allowed to think about it. We have some time here. Am I allowed to think about it? You um, are allowed you know, to honestly, think about it. I, I don't, there's no right answer to this question, and there's no way for me to answer honestly, because they both annoy the fuck out of me at times. So I, I don't know where to go with that. But, uh, but you know, let's say dog, because there's one outside, and maybe he'll hear this, and he'll get pissed off, and like I don't want to go through that. It would be very awkward walking out, so... Uh, dog. Dogs are great. Love dogs. Going with dogs. And the answer, I'm looking at the big board. That is correct. Thank you. Oh, oh wait. No, Todd is shaking his head. While he's walking right now, he's shaking his head. No, that is incorrect. He thought the answer was cat. Mm, mm. Well, just I'm a girl doesn't mean I have to, like, cat. Come on. Get That's out of your true. norms. Yeah. All right. So this is two versus one here. <laughs> Sorry, Todd. The answer is, in fact, dog. And what a good boy he is. So thank you very much, Todd, for those great questions. And let's keep the questions a-rolling. This next question comes to us from friend of the show, Llama in a Tux. I'm talking about Kevin. Recently minted friend of the show, season two, and his question for Mora. How big is the biggest seagull, do you think? Like, pretty big? Like, really fucking big. Like, really? I mean, really big. RFB. Really, really big. I mean, like, you, you think about it. There is an island made of trash, right? And, oh, yeah. Uh, and so there's got to be, like, some seagull just fucking living there, just, like, ingesting so much trash all the time that, like, it's I, it's, it's just there's got to be a giant, giant trash seagull. I, I <laughs> a giant trash seagull. <laughs> Our new children's book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm pitching that trashy the seagull <laughs> lives on pet garbage patch island the with it, some of his friends seagull. someone uh posted a tweet uh there was a, a baby shark that had a bunch of plastic in its stomach 
Uh, it was found. And of course, there's the very popular Baby Shark song. I have heard it once or twice, yeah. <laughs> but I don't remember a verse that was all, Baby Shark died from plastic ingestion. Like, I don't remember that part. Yeah, it was like, but baby, I, I, maybe I haven't yeah, heard the whole it's thing. like, plastic bags, do, do, do. <laughs> Sorry, there, listeners, if that is now in your head. I uh, apologize for that. You don't apologize. You wanted to do that. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it if I didn't. All right. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much, Kevin, for the great question. And now we have reached the final question for Mora. Submitted mm-hmm. by friend of the show, Malt underscore Skull on Twitter. One of the great guys from Finland. What gives you? the most happiness these days. Um, I think your impression of, uh, of <laughs> is probably the, the happiest I've been in some time. So. <laughs> I don't know if I nailed it, I'm but, uh, my ringtone. that was great. I really do. I want my ringtone to be you saying what gives you the most happiness in like a deep, terrifying, <laughs> uh, vampiric. Vampiric. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It had undertones of that. Definitely. Vampire undertones. You've heard that before, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I get it. I get it from time to time. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think I was paving any new ground there. Um, beyond that, happiness, you know, is a very uh, elusive and uh, and strange beast, and uh, it it comes and goes, and is many things and nothing. Um, but in very very simple, pure, momentary ways, uh, it's probably my children making fun of me uh which is hilarious <laughs> uh and uh and probably like watching old jeopardies uh with uh w gladstone and beating him is really gives me a lot of joy so th- those those <laughs> moments are probably the happiest beating old gladstone on the uh the old jeopardy box that's always fun it's a high everyone should try it big rush <laughs> well that's a great answer all right shout out to the fam <laughs> shout out to alex trebek <laughs> fellow canadian uh that mustache and he's stepping down i know it's very sad Let's but it had to happen happy. wish him yeah. wish him all the best um all right and the second question and final question <clears throat> what's your favorite movie theater snack mm. i uh, it is the disgusting terrible completely indefensible movie theater nachos with like the gooey like oh, terrible cheese and no. the little overly salty like just hard stale rounds of like oh. i suppose what are supposed to be tortilla chips they're absolutely disgusting i never get them but fostitos it's like the it's also like somehow the best thing in the world if you All hit right. it just the right moment <clears throat> it just is a little bit like what i assume heroin is i don't know it's just like a that's what you think heroin is <laughs> just a cheesy nacho <laughs> we like need to get you down to Hastings <laughs> street uh, <laughs> look, if anyone wants to you know give me some heroin i guess i can compare but for right now this is what i've got he said movie theater snack not movie theater smack oh, <laughs> oh yeah very good very good <laughs> all right well thank you very much malt for the great questions, and thanks again to everyone who has sent in a question to at F-O-T-S pod on Twitter. Follow for all your friends of the show stuff. All right, Maura, 
You know what? I think we did it. <laughs> you satisfied? Do you have any? Do you have any questions? <laughs> do you have anything you want to add? I have a lot of questions, <clears throat> but you know, I will just I'll keep those to myself for now. Just but, zip uh, it. I appreciate it. This is very nice, and thank you everybody who asked a question. Thanks everyone who asked a question. Thanks to everyone listening, uh, and be sure to follow Mora on Twitter at Behind Your Back. Be sure to support Tax. March events in your area Yay. if you're in the United States and you want to taxmarch.org taxmarch.org <laughs> if you want to fight injustices for the all the people who aren't rich yeah this I is some Robin Hood level okay. of shit guys yeah yeah who didn't love that everybody wanted to be the fox it's great oh that's one of my favorites it's the best it's definitely the best it's it's uh, it's right up there I mean oh yeah so good the the songs the music. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. So, you know, let it inspire you. Let you carry your childhood into adulthood and do good things and also just, I guess, watch that movie a lot. Yeah, watch the movie. Watch Check the movie. Check it out on the Disney the, channel. Just the Disney one, though. Like, none of the other Robin Hoods. Just that one. Have our own version. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Roger's great. Everyone got to go check out that movie. <laughs> I'm talking about Disney's animated Robin Hood. I hope you're going to send Disney an invoice now. Also, oh, dang it. Dis- uh, yeah, Disney, you should not mess with them. Cut <laughs> me in on that, too. <laughs> well, Maura, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And now I will play the podcast theme and we'll say our goodbyes. Thank you. Thanks. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you on Twitter. I'll see you online doing the jokes. I'll be around. You'll be around. And any listeners, you'll be around too. So thanks, Maura. Thank you. Bye. Well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Maura. Do follow at Behind Your Back on Twitter for more fun and great updates about taxing the rich. And if you follow at FOTS Pod on Twitter, you are a very good listener. Tweet at us and get a follow back. Please follow me on Twitter at SkinnerSteven. I am desperate. If you want more friends of the show, head over to www.stevenwskinner.com for all the old episodes, or check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Ruby Coast for the music. Thanks to Kyle I. Davidson for the theme. And thank you so very much for listening. I am... Stephen W. Skinner saying, have a great one.